0: Pull your seatbelt and hold on, where Nashville music scene comes alive, right where you are. You're listening to Notable Nashville Podcast with your host, Groove Dr. J. Don't miss a beat.
1: This song's called When You Love Someone.
0: the ocean just to keep this thing floating but we're taking on water right now did it drown out this spark i'd run through fire just to keep it from dying You followed the exit sign out left me alone in the dark i tell myself to let go Goes out the window when you love someone, not enough to make them stay. When you love someone, you gotta why your mic away when you couldn't make it work. It only makes it worse when you love someone. When you love Still in it You replay the good times yet But you can't see them better. Try so hard to hate them If they called you and cave in You know you would take them right back When you love someone but Not enough to make them stay When you love someone You gotta why to walk away you love somewhere. tell myself to let go, but it all goes out the window when you. Not enough to make them stay when you love someone You gotta why to much away When you couldn't make it work It only makes it worse When you love someone When you love someone
2: everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast. Today's guest is Loverboy. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So that first tune, what was that, uh, what was that one called?
1: That song's called When You Love Someone. I put it out last year, actually. Um, wrote it with my buddy, Struan and John Luke Lewis, um, both awesome writers, producers. Struan's a great artist as well. Um, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Just kind of feels like super universal. Um, I remember like going in that day, just having that feeling that no matter how hard I tried, some, like a relationship was going to fail. Um, yes, yeah, so we wrote that. Um, and it, like me and Struan have always written so well together. And that was the first time I wrote with John Luke. Um, and he, I mean, it, was, it just clicked. I think we wrote the song in probably 45 minutes. Wow. Um, John Luke was just going away at like the production. And then he texted me and Struan both at like 5 a.m., He goes, I was a bad boy and stayed up all night and produced this. And he like sent it to me. I was like, dude, this sounds amazing. And there was like, I, in my head, I was like, I never thought John Luke would be one of my producers. Um, I mean, he's amazing, but like, I already felt like I had my core group and I was like, dude, this just sounds so good. Like, what am I going to do? Bring it to somebody else to like copy you. Like you killed this. Um, and since then, we've we've done a lot of stuff together. So that's awesome. And there's more to come.
2: Yeah, I was talking pre-interview that I I've seen you at shows before, and one of the ones that I remember you at was the Struan show because when Mercy Lounge was still popping, High Watt like had all these you know small intimate shows, and mm-hmm. I'd look online, and Struan was one of the artists, and it was a really good show. You went up and sang like one or two songs with him.
1: Yeah, one so. song. Uh, we put that one. We wrote that one in 2020 when we decided to quarantine together. I was like, we. We were like friends before, like when we met, we wrote, and then we're kind of like acquaintances, which is really weird to think about now because like he picks me up or I pick him up for the gym every morning. So Uh. it's like, uh, but yeah, once we kind of like became best friends, we're like, dude, we should do a song together. Like it just makes sense. We read all all of each other's songs. yeah. So, um, we wrote a song called go out with my friends first, which is a struant song actually. Um, and that was going to be our duet. Um, just like about like, I just want to go out with my friends and not think about you is basically the premise of the song. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was driving to Ohio for like a wedding or something, or no, maybe it wasn't a wedding cause it was 2020. So I don't remember where I was going. I was going somewhere. Um, so long ago, but, and I had that guitar, like this guitar part in my head and I sang it into my phone and I sent it to him and he goes, dude, that's our duet. Um, and I came back and we wrote it. Uh, but it took us forever just to come up with like a, something that was like super conversational because like, we had no ideas, we just knew it to, to fit to the melody we had, um, but we just wanted it to be so simple and like we sang that song that night, um, acoustic. But that's awesome. So fun.
2: Was that the first song that you wrote together?
1: No, the first song we wrote together uh, was a song called "Change My Mind." Um, and that was in January of 2019.
2: I was going to bring that up because that's one of my favorite songs by you. I was, I was listening through your catalog today a little bit yeah. and, uh, just kind of the vocal layering of that song, like really, uh, spoke to me. I love like vocal effects and all the stuff, but that was one of my favorite songs, um, in your catalog.
1: Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That was the first Loverboy song that we wrote actually. Um, it was the, I guess it was the third song that I put out under Loverboy. Uh huh. Um, But that's kind of what set the premise of, that's what made me want to start Loverboy in the first place, actually. Um, I moved to New York, I moved here in 2013 um, to Nashville. And you're from Ohio, right? Originally from Ohio. Um, Moved here in 2013, uh, started writing a bunch, doing like a bunch of like different types of music. Uh, And then I was like, what are you trying to do country and like Americana and all this other stuff when literally your first concert was the Backstreet Boys and Shaggy. (laughs) <laughs> so like, why are you trying to do all this stuff that yeah. isn't you? Um, but every time I tried to like switch back to like the pop rock thing, indie pop, whatever you want to call it, uh, everyone who already had like a preconceived notion of me was like, dude, you're country. So I moved to New York city for two years, basically just wrote songs in my apartment, got super broke, uh, super into and depressed and figured out that like, Oh, like this is what I want to sound like. Yeah. Um, moved back here, got set up with Struan through a publisher um, wrote, Change my mind the first time we met in his bedroom, um, which was also his studio. So, uh, and yeah, then I think like the next week I was playing on today in Nashville and uh-huh. I was like, dude, do you want to play the song with me? So we just did an acoustic version of it. I played acoustic, he played keys and it still says like, change my mind, Jordan DePaul, which is my name. Uh-huh. Cause that was right before, I think I said like the next week. I was like, dude, I want to start a side project. I want to call it Loverboy. And I want it to sound like this song changed my mind. Um, and I want it to be like super, super hopeless, romantic, and sad. Um,
2: so that was kind of the start of, 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 yeah. of Loverboy.
1: It's that song. Yeah. And then I went and started uh, working with my then producer, Garrett Miller, who's awesome. I was with him today, actually. Um, and we cut like a scratch vocal and then produced around it. And we kept the scratch vocal. It was just like one time through. And I was like, that's it. Wow. Like, I don't, I don't even like, sometimes the emotions just, just there, you know, oftentimes my voice cracks like it just did. So I have to, <laughs> and like how I restarted that song earlier, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just kind of, that's the, and like, obviously, like if you've listened to my catalog, uh, my sounds changed a little bit. And I think that's the beauty of pop music is you can really do whatever you want, as long as it's your voice. And like, it's like not. I mean, honestly, you can do whatever you want. Right. That's, that's the biggest reason why I wanted to go back to doing pop because I just felt like I wasn't being creative enough. Um, and like this next year of music, like I'm so stoked because I've just kind of even gone further that way. Like I'm just going to do me. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome.
2: And that's why I try to showcase a lot of pop artists on the show because, Um, Nashville is, is, is moving towards like so many more genres than just country. And I try to showcase that. And like, I love your music. Mm -hmm. I, I've never seen like a live, you know, show of yours, but I, I got to go out to one of your shows. February 18th. Um, February. You got, you got one coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We just announced it today. Actually me and uh, JT Foley is opening the show. Uh, huge fan of hers. Uh, she's a great songwriter. Um, she's also a great artist. Uh, I just like, I think she only has three songs out. Uh, it's not like, like she has huge numbers or anything. It's just like, I was looking for somebody to open that I actually liked their music, uh-huh. you know? Like, yeah, people will, br- some like, you can find somebody that's going to bring bring people and put bodies in the room, which I'm sure she will. Uh, but man, like, I listen to that music all the time. Like, I think her songs are great. And she's written, like, some big songs that are on the radio. So, um Yeah. I'm just excited. But February 18th at the end, we just announced it today. That's amazing. Um, I'm stoked for that.
2: That's two days before my birthday.
1: Amazing. I'll remember.
2: February 20th.
1: February 20th.
2: I'll be 33. I'm old. I'm getting old. Me too,
1: man. (laughs) I'm older than you actually.
2: But uh, are you really? Yeah. How old are you? 33.
1: Okay. Yeah. So No no, one knows that. that Not not too much (laughs) older. Maybe cut that out of here.
2: But I, I saw that you have actually opened up for some really big artists as well. Like Goo Goo Dolls, Matt Nathanson, who I've, I've both seen both of them, but how did, how did that come about? Was it like a
1: man? Uh, so I'm, like I said, I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, I went to college there and everything growing up. Uh, I remember being 12 years old and like my mom being like, I think you can sing. Like I, like obviously like as a kid, like people sing around the house and like it's yeah. cute and everything, whatever. But like my mom's like, I think you could sing. And I was like, I want to do that. Like I've always like loved like performing. Like it's always been like something that like, you know how some kids like hate being on stage when like, oh, we have to do a school play or whatever. I loved it. Um, So she took me to like the only vocal studio in Poland, Ohio, where I'm actually from like the suburb. And they're like, you're too young to, for us to take you on because your voice is going to change. And my mom was like, well, just let him sing for you and we'll see what happens. Uh, And if you think you don't want to take him on, like we'll get out of here. Um, and I sang and they took me on, I was there for like two years. And then the vocal director of Westminster college, uh, took me on as his student, uh, when I was like 14, I think. Um, and he basically like brought me up and then, uh, had a scholarship to sing at Youngstown State doing like Italian arias, um, hated it, like dropped out of that program, got a marketing degree. Um, but yeah, but during that whole time, I remember seeing my cousin's band play and I'm like, man, they're playing songs that they wrote. Like, that's cool. Um, I want to do that. And I didn't play any instruments at the time. Uh, so I bought a guitar with like the only like money I had, I was 14. Um, and literally it was an Alvarez, like a $200 Alvarez.
2: Acoustic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Acoustic, not even acoustic, electric acoustic. Like it, I had to like end up putting a pickup in it oh, when yeah. I started playing shows. But, um, yeah, I started, I taught myself three chords. My cousin taught me a couple more. Um, then I started like opening little coffee shop gigs for his band uh-huh. and then they were like doing really well, like selling out like 1200 room cap rooms. Um, and then they broke up and I was like, Hey man, I need like a band band. Do you guys want to be my band? So then his band became my band and we became Jordan DePaul and the Reputations. Okay. And we, from ages 15 to I think 22. Wow. We were, yeah, like 20, maybe 21. Um, So when I was 19, my dad passed away Um, and I kind of like lost my mind a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I just like locked myself in my bedroom and wrote songs, Uh, broke up the band. And when I emerged from my, I mean you deal with it every day, but like the the initial depression, I was like, Oh, where do songwriters go? I was like, Oh, Nashville, Tennessee. So me and my band who were still my friends, obviously, um, came here when I was 19 to like check it out. And then we go back to Ohio and we haven't played a show together, nothing for like six or seven months. Mm-hmm. And I get a call from this venue in Youngstown, Ohio, um, which is like a, I think it's a 10,000 cap, like arena. Um, and they're like, Hey, uh, Google's management just called us and they want you to open this show. Wow. That's sick. They're like, do you like, but I guess you guys aren't a band anymore. I'm like, no, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> um, cause if the, I knew that if the guys didn't want to do it, like I'd find guys in Youngstown that wanted yeah. to play that show. So we did it and then we ended up opening up for uh, Eve six then. Wow. Um, and then we opened for Creed, which was wild in oh, like in Pennsylvania. Um, and then, yeah, then we kind of c- kept starting to get like those things. Matt Nathanson was like a solo. Like I opened it solo, like on his, it was on his like uh, some Matt Hope tour too, which was sick.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, which is like my favorite record. Like I want to do a record like that someday. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite records of all time. Um, which was like, that was the first time i was ever starstruck. Like I saw the Goo Goo Dolls in person, like uh-huh. backstage. And when I saw Matt Nathanson on that tour, I was like, dude, I love your music. He's like, oh, thank you, man. I was like shaking. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, man, it's been like cool. Like I haven't, I've opened him for like a lot of cool artists like since then. But like when I think back to like my musical career thus far, I'm like, that's what, that's what started me. You know, like that's what fueled the fire. And that's what kept like, pushing it into me. Those are the guys that's why I write songs. Yeah. Guys like that.
2: Well, I do want to talk about your songwriting too, because you you mentioned that you've been writing with a lot of artists that you believe in. And can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the artists that you've written for that are releasing some projects?
1: Yeah. Uh I think my first like initial getting back into the into the whole like songwriting for other artists. Cause once I launched Loverboy, I was like gung-ho on that. And obviously like I would write for Struan and stuff too. Cause we were just like writing every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think when I wrote with this dude, cowboy mugshot, um, I, I had this idea for this song. He's like kind of like pop punk, like R and B. Um, if you know, like the artist, little peep. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. He's like his new record, which I heard, which is amazing. It's not out yet. Um, it's like very much like little peep esque. Okay. Um, but like when I first heard his stuff, it was like really like machine gun Kelly, Uh, so I had this idea for him and I like brought like some of the song and I was like, Hey dude, this song's, this is your song. Um, and we wrote the rest of it together and he just crushes it. Um, and that's somebody that like, hasn't been an artist that long. He was a drummer. He was a touring drummer, like for big, big arena tours. Oh wow. Um, and he's like, I, I just want to be an artist now. I think like I have something to say and he does. And like, that's somebody that like when when you look at like his stats or like his like past as like an artist thus far, there's nothing really to go on. But like me knowing him personally and like me knowing how much of an artist he is, I'm like, that dude is an artist.
2: And what's his name again? Cowboy Mugshot. Cowboy Mugshot. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'll connect and he, you guys. And he, he's he hasn't released anything yet?
1: No, he has stuff out. Oh okay. he's uh I mean he's dude, he's gonna blow up just mark my words. That dude is going to blow up because he, he's one of those guys that doesn't care if, if, if you like it or not. Yeah. And and that's what, that's, it's just for him. Yeah. And that's what I think is like the sign of an artist for sure. And like, dude, he's, that's somebody that like really like fueled it for me. Um, and yeah, uh, this band nineties kids, if you know them, yeah. Uh, they're actually from Columbus. uh, Well, they're from all over in Ohio, but they formed in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Um, I met them in Columbus while I was touring when I already lived here. Um, and they all live here now in like super dope band. Always love their music. Been a huge fan. Um, Corey's big, Corey lead singer has become one of my best friends. Um, that's a band that I love writing for. Cause I get to be like, I get to write songs for a rock band. Yeah. Like they're a pop rock band, but like, it's so fun. It's just fun to like flex your other muscles and like get to just like explore those things for sure. Um, so they're awesome. Uh, we wrote with this girl, Caroline Romano the other day who her voice is just stupid. good. I've had
2: her on the podcast. Oh, really? I can't remember what episode, but yeah, she, Dude, she's so she good came over when I was recording out of my house. Amazing. She, she, was, she was sick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's awesome. Brooke Alex obviously is killing it. Um, I wrote her song grace with her. Um, that's somebody that just like shamelessly, herself. And that again, sign of an artist, like yeah. uh, all these people that are just out of here that are, I think are going to do something. So do something great.
2: when you moved to Nashville in like 2013, did you ever expect to re- become kind of like a songwriter in a sense? Um, or, cause I know you said you were, you were starting your career as like an artist, but were you expecting to write on all these different projects or when did that come about?
1: So I guess like when I broke the band up in like my first band, uh, whatever year that was. But when I was 19, um, I didn't want to do the artist singing ever again. I was like, I, like I said, like I locked myself in my bedroom, just wrote a bunch of songs. And I was like, where do songwriters go? Cause like, I don't want to be on stage anymore. Like I'm tired. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be let down again. Uh Like, so uh, I moved here. Started like just writing a bunch of people. And then I started doing those whole, like the whole writer around circuit. Yeah. Um, and then I started playing like new faces night at the basement. And then people started coming to my shows and I was like, Oh, I missed this. And then I started doing that whole thing again. Um, and I think maybe the first time I met, uh, the Acme radio live people was when I was doing like the whole Americana thing. Um, cause I remember when I came back from New York and I was back on the show, uh, they were like, dude, like you switched you switched the outfit a little bit. Um, but yeah, but it's been I guess like I lost my love for it when I started Loverboy because I was just like super hyper focused. I had no music out. Yeah. Um so I wanted to focus on getting a lot of music out super quick. I think right now I have like thirty songs out and I started it in September of twenty nineteen. So um a lot of music super yeah, quick.
2: You've released a lot of content.
1: Yeah, And, uh, now it's just kind of like, once you see a song that you wrote for somebody else do really well, you're like, man, I wouldn't have been able to do that with that song. And I like, love it again. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of both. Yeah. Uh, I also write songs for DJs. Um, I don't let them use my name usually, but uh, <laughs> I'm just like, Hey, here's a song. I'll cut yeah. the vocal, but like I'm ghosting it, baby. Yeah. Um,
2: We'll, so. f- well, shout out Hamill, who engineers our episodes. Um, he was he was uh, commenting on how good you market. And I agree with him because you market yourself so well, as far as like, you know, all the social media outlets and, um, you know, that's how I heard of uh, Af- Afraid of Heights. And that's one of my favorite songs. It was on my thank Spotify you. rap. So yeah, shout yes. out to you. Yes. Um, thank you. I just love that song so much. It's just like really catchy and, you know, talking about your girlfriend and target and yeah. sweeping it under the carpet. And I just, can you talk a little bit about that song about how you wrote it?
1: Yeah. So, um, I was first and foremost, I have commitment issues. That's what the whole song about. <laughs> um, yeah, girl really screwed me up in the past. And since then, just kind of commitment issues have been creeping into every relationship I've ever had since then. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I wrote that with, uh, Struan and, uh, the lead singer of nineties kids. Okay. And the lead singer of nineties kids actually produced that song as well. Um, he, yeah, I like walked into that right one day. Uh, I was seeing this girl and I was like, man, I feel like I feel the ick coming, like as they call it the ick, like creeping in, uh, we went to target today and I felt my commitment issues like kind of kick in. And Corey just goes, that's it. He's like, (laughs) he's like that. He's like, and now I'm standing in a target. And like, we just kind of started writing off of that. And I had the title in my, in my notes in my phone, afraid of heights about being scared of commitment. Uh And I couldn't have asked for a better team on that one, writing that song, because those, those dudes, like we just worked so well off of each other. And that was our first write, all three of us in the same room. Cause I already knew that I worked well with Corey. I, I wrote super annoying with, um, and I Struan, I knew I wrote well with him cause he's written three fourths of my catalog with mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, but all three of us in that room, I was like, Whoa, like we're all like carrying this thing and it's awesome. Um, we're all bulldozers though. We all have strong opinions about things. So, okay. um, but yeah, we just kinda, we wrote that song and I have a lot of songs that were finished before that. Um, but that just kind of felt like the end of, that's the last one I'm, I put out this for this year. Um, no surprises at the end of the year. So, no surprises. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the, last, uh, that's the last, uh, last one this year. And I just, I was like, this feels like an end of the year song. Uh-huh. Um, so let's get this one done and out. Um,
2: well, you've got a, you've got a record coming out in April of 2023. So, I do. um, how many, how many songs do you know of how many songs are going to be on it?
1: Um, so there's either going to be 10 or there's going to be 12. Okay. And the reason I say that is I have two alternate records. I have one that has 12 new songs on it that no one's heard yet. Um, and I have one that has like five songs that are out, four songs that are out right now. Um, and I think it's just like, which way do I want to go? Like musically. Yeah. One, one is like very indie it's like more leaning into like that indie, like I got my head out the sunroof and like that whole thing. Um, or super, super pop. And I'm probably going to go with the super, super pop one. Uh, obviously that's just like what I feel. I mean, I grew up on one Republic in the fray. Oh yeah. Coldplay. So that's just, that's stuff that I've kind of been like, putting a shield up in front of until recently. Um, but yeah, I just kind of feel like the the people I've been writing with, um, that I work really well with that know what my project is, um, know what my vision is. Uh, it's been really great to kind of like explore that and just kind of explore it freely. I think, um, with people that I trust.
2: Well, I'm excited for it. And you're also going on like a acoustic tour.
1: Yeah, I've never really played like acoustic, an actual acoustic show as Loverboy. I've done like some little like, uh, I'll like pop up for a couple songs somewhere um, acoustic or I'll do stuff like this, radio shows, uh, whatever. But um, I've never played like a full acoustic set as Loverboy and like marketed it um, the way that I would market like the February 18th show. Yeah. so yeah, I was just kind of like, that's something, I mean, I was, I played in a New York show in February or in August, uh, and the sound system just like, wasn't supporting my full band set. Uh-huh. Like the, my inners weren't working and like the, I mean, it was a music venue. They just like, uh, that's worse. the guy just didn't know what he was doing basically. <laughs> and to be fair, he wasn't set up for success. Yeah. Love that dude to this day. I told him at the end of the show, I was like, bro, not your fault. But I was like, I turned around to my band, like halfway through the first song, I was like, I got to play acoustic. And they're like, well, let's just try another one. I was like, dude, I can't hear you at all. I'm like, we're off the tracks yeah. completely. I was like, I got to do this thing by myself. And I played the rest of the set by myself and crushed it.
2: And it was better than it would have been.
1: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because it, we would have played three more songs and they would have told us to get off the stage. Yeah. Because the guy, that guy had no shot and figuring that out. So I'm like, yo, cut the ears, put everything in the front monitor. I'm playing, I'm, I'm playing acoustic. Okay. Um, and I got so many texts from people, like my friends in New York that like came to that show after that were like, dude, a lot of people wish that they could do that. Um, and that's something that like I explored doing like the whole like singer songwriter, like folk thing that I was doing before pop. Um, I loved doing that. I loved like playing in front of a room of 600 people with my acoustic guitar and it was dead silent. And I never really got to do that as Loverboy. And I think that a lot of times people don't even know what I'm saying in my songs. They're like, this production's sick or this melody's cool. And I really love the lyrics that we've written um, and they mean a lot to me. So I think that kind of showcasing a part of Loverboy that I never really showcased before is kind of what my goal is. Yeah, Uh, on that tour. And I'm stoked for that.
2: Yeah, that'll be awesome. And I think I feel like acoustically you can definitely hear the lyrics more than for a full band production. Um, So yeah, that'll be really cool. Um, Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, you want to plug like where we can follow you or where your socials and stuff.
1: Uh, My Instagram is at hello and then L V R B O Y. It's like Lover with no vowels and then boy, six letters. Can't Super, miss easy. It. Super yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Um, Amazon music for those of you that use that. Um, <laughs> it is uh just lover boy, all caps, L V R B O Y. Um, it's basically Hello Lover Boy on everything. So cool. Yeah, you can all find right, me soon. there. All
2: right, man. You want to close us out with another acoustic, maybe a taste of what we're gonna get on the tour?
1: Uh, yeah, man. Uh, this next song isn't released. Um, it'll be on my record. Um, this is like, we're still kind of work. There's like three versions of this. I played the first version of it or I'm going to play the first version of it, but, um, we, we wrote it. It's called, uh, that's what friends are for. Um, and it's going to be the last song on my record that comes out in April. Uh, and it's basically about like, a girl that you're super close with and you guys are super good friends but you want more than that. Um, so the tag is that's what friends are for. All right, awesome. But I want so much more than that.
2: Cool. All right, let's hear it.
0: I don't want to drive you home Wait by the door tea lock like a Talk for an hour on the phone Listen to all of your problems. I don't wanna be a shoulder to cry on and say, You deserve better be the one who tied you over. Do you lonely, but whatever? That's what friends are for, but damn it, I want so much more than that. Kiss you on the porch, be the boy you take on to your dad. I can't watch you love someone who's not the one again. Cause girl, that's what friends are for But damn it, I want so much more than that I don't wanna just stand by, content with the second best view of your life next to the guy who gets to be your Mr. Right. I can't think about you in a white dress at the altar with somebody that you're saying vows to, congratulate you on your I do. That's what friends are for, but want so much more than that Kiss you on the porch Be the boy you take home to your dad I can't watch you love someone Who's not the one Again and again Cause girl, that's what friends are for But damn it, I want so much more than that Love wants so much more than that That's what friends are for damn it, I want so much more. That's what friends are for. But damn it, I want so much more than that. Kiss you on the porch. Be the boy, you take home till you're dead. I can't watch you love someone who's not the one. Again and again, cause girl, that's what friends are for. But damn it, I want so much more. So much more than that So much more than that
2: Thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast, broadcast from Acme Radio Live right in the heart of downtown Nashville. Check us out on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you like it, you can also support this podcast on Anchor by clicking the link in the platform that you are listening on. Hey, until next time, thanks for listening to Notable Nashville Podcast.